Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. So we'll begin with a quick roundup of the Champions League games that have just taken place. So I think we'll briefly discuss the Man City game as I didn't watch the game, unfortunately. So Manchester City lost to Red Bull Leipzig uh, 2-1, but still finishing uh, top of their group with 12 points. So despite the loss, it's, it's a great sort of achievement for them to go through uh, to the next stage. Difficult one where you've got PSG and Red Bull Leipzig are a good team as well, but I don't think they were troubled that much within that group. So well done to Man City for achieving qualification there. Liverpool won their final game against Milan uh, with pretty much a second team or a team with a lot of uh, rotation as they were obviously Mane, sorry not Mane, Salah was playing and then you've had Origi and uh, Takimi Amino as well. Uh, a good start for Milan. Um, they weren't fantastic throughout the game to be honest with you, quite average to be fair. Uh, Tomori scored from uh, no, uh, from a corner with an opening goal there. Salah equalised and then Origi, the man at the moment right now, the, the legend as Klopp likes refers to him as uh, scores the winning goal with a very good header uh, and for me that's the group of death completed uh, maximum points with 18 points uh, made it seem like a walk in the park so no trouble there for Liverpool whatsoever obviously I'm a Liverpool fan but you have to be brutally honest and say Liverpool have to be considered as one of the favourites for for the Champions League uh, we've just been unstoppable We've made teams look bang average, you know, to get a win with your second team at the San Siro is is not really heard of. Like, it's a very difficult task to complete. And we've done it with such ease. Uh, we didn't really look troubled in any of our fixtures during the group stages. So we made it look easy, but I feel like for other teams, they would have struggled to do the sort of impact that we did uh, during our campaign. So... No, fantastic achievement for Liverpool. Uh, some players can get some rest now. We've got a exciting game coming up this week against our legend, uh, Steven Gerrard, uh, his team against Aston Villa. So, so, yeah, exciting things to look forward to this week. So, we can start, kind of crack on to the Premier League now with match week 15. Uh, the opening game that I'll speak about is the West Ham versus Chelsea game. So, Fantastic result for the Hammers there. I'll be honest, quite surprised at that result as I felt like Chelsea were favourites to win. And especially from what I saw in the first half, I felt like it would just be another easy win for for Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea opened the score with a great header by Thiago Silva. Mendy, unfortunately, conceded a penalty from poor, poor back pass uh, and unfortunately fouled. Uh, Gerard Bowen in the in the box and Lanzini smashed in a great penalty uh, top corner there uh, barges Reese James as he celebrates for me I, I don't mind that sort of stuff I, li- I like seeing that personally as a bit of spice to the game Mason Mount pretty much scored a fantastic goal just before halftime to give Chelsea the lead and at that stage you're thinking the advantage is for Chelsea there as they start the second half a goal ahead and it would have seemed like a daunting task for West Ham to uh, 
trying to eclipse that scoreline. But they were able to do that. They were much better in the second half. Bowen hit a fantastic shot from the edge of the box. Um, great hold-up play by Antonio, who definitely improved as the game went on. Pretty much bullied the Chelsea defence, uh, similar to how Jogba used to do it for, for, his, for, for his team in, um, during, during his time there. But uh, Masuaku uh, gets the winning goal. Bit of a fluky one where I'm not sure if it was a cross or a shot, but nevertheless, it goes in. It pretty much fooled Mendy as he wasn't expecting that ball to be delivered at that time. And yeah, beats him near post. Fantastic win for West Ham overall. Uh, they've beaten Liverpool and Chelsea in the last few weeks. So they're still able to maintain their position in fourth place. But Chelsea have dropped to third now. So is that worrying times for Chelsea? Me personally, I don't see it that way. I, I know some fans I've seen online feel like this could be a sort of a, a, a sort of like a, a blip for them right now. But I don't think this is worrying times. They'll they'll be back sooner rather than later. I think it's just one of those results where it can go either way. West Ham have been very strong this season, especially at home, as Liverpool lost to the same scoreline not so long ago. So, so no, well done to the Hammers. Fantastic result for them. And then on to my next game, Everton and Arsenal. So, what a game for the Blues there and such an important win for Everton. Their first victory in the Premier League since September the 25th against Norwich, which was a 2-0 win, I believe. So, yeah, fantastic. It didn't seem it didn't seem like it was going to be their day. Uh, fans were already walking out um, in the first half when Odegaard opened the scoreline just before half time. Um, but it was Rickarlison who equalised in the second half with a fantastic header. A bit unfortunate not to get a goal in the first half, which was disallowed by VAR. But once that goal had gone in, and to be fair, that was a very difficult header to execute as he had to take one step back and then sort of generate power from an awkward sort of distance and did it fantastically over Ramsdale's head and this really gave the players a lift and also the Everton crowd and then Demario Gray for me has been a fantastic signing for Everton smashes in a wonder strike from the edge of the box uh, a goal worthy to win any game and on a personal level, really happy for Demario Gray. As I feel like over this, he's, he's shown such great talent. But I just feel like he hasn't been given a fair chance at Leicester City. I thought that would have been a great fit for him. But wasn't able to get consecutive games. Went to Bayer Leverkusen, did all right there. But I feel like for him, it, it was only right for him to come back to the Premier League. That is, you know, his bread and butter, I guess. But... No, no, really happy for him on a personal. I know I'm a Liverpool fan, so it's probably weird for me to speak about an Everton player like that. But just as an individual, I feel like he fully deserves it. You can tell he's really working hard for the team. Uh, I saw the post-match interview afterwards where Coleman's pretty much on his case in training, telling him to work hard um, because he's got an abundance of talent. And that's always been the case with Demario Gray. It's just that we haven't seen a lot of it or consistently in, in the past. So hopefully, you know, playing for a team like Everton where I feel like he is the main guy there. He's the sort of player that they look for in terms of creativity and goals. So that responsibility should add more pressure for some, but I feel like he can handle it. 
and it might actually up his game a little bit at the same time. So, so no, fantastic for him and fantastic for Everton in terms of their win there. I've seen a lot of stuff online for, from Arsenal fans in terms of their reaction. People already saying Arteta out. Um, if you're an Arsenal fan, please let me know. Send a, send a comment and let me know how you feel because from the outside, I feel like it's a bit over. It's a bit of an overreaction, if I'm be, being honest. I know you lost last week against Manchester United, and this is another result that you've lost consecutively. But you're only seventh. You're only a couple points away from uh, fourth, fifth position. So a long way to go in that regards. Uh, I think there is a sort of a. Div- uh, a divide between Arsenal in terms of Arteta in and Arteta out, uh, kind of similar to how it was with Ole as well at Manchester United. But I feel like sacking him at this time doesn't make sense in any shape or form. Who would you get? Who would you appoint as a new manager? There's no one really out there in world football that can make such a big difference straight away. So, yeah, from the outside, I'm seeing it a bit differently. I don't feel like uh, it, it granted that kind of reaction where people are asking for the manager to be sacked at this stage. Um, maybe because two consecutive losses, uh, emotions are high, especially after game, and maybe because it was Everton who haven't been in great form. But Everton aren't a bad team. Uh, obviously, you lost to Manchester United, who are also one of your rivals. So it's not it's not like, respectively, it's not like losing to Norwich and Burnley consecutively. They're not, it's not the teams that you would expect to, you know, be flashing and then you've lost. So, yeah, it's, a, it's, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. I felt like it was a bit of an overreaction uh, from a lot of Arsenal fans there. But in terms of Everton, I actually feel like they fully deserved that win. They started off the game really positively. Obviously, weren't able to get the goal. Um, and the other guard finish did really hurt them, uh, I think, going into the second half. But pretty much rolled up their sleeves and tried to be as persistent as possible, pressed really well from the front and got their rewards in the end. So, fantastic um, for Everton in that regards. So, I've just got a comment here from Madison Smith. Have Has Arsenal regressed back to the mean? I don't think so. I feel like... I feel like where they currently are is probably the right position in the league for them. I feel like, obviously, the start that they had was dreadful, and I don't think any Arsenal fan expected to have such a poor start. But obviously, you signed a lot of players in the summer. Some players weren't even fit to to play at the stage. So it takes time for a team to gel and embed new players in at the same time. Uh, the worrying concern would be probably the form of Aubameyang. I feel like he's really dipped in the last few weeks and just looks like a shadow of himself. Uh, when you had Enketia come on uh, the pitch for Everton, he looked like a bright spark, but... Bit of a strange one considering he's not signing a new contract with Arsenal and he had a player like Pepe on the bench who wasn't used at all. So misman man management there in my in my eyes, therefore from Arteta there. I don't think they've uh, regressed at all. I just feel like this is kind of their position right now. Um the last sort of run of games have been sort of friendly towards Arsenal in terms of the com- competitiveness as it is has been more of an easier run but I feel like with the last few games obviously Manchester United and you played Liverpool as well um, not easy games for any oppositions at all so 
bit of a tricky one. I do feel like the reaction from Arsenal fans is a bit over the top, but that's just me seeing it as a, as a neutral. Uh, it's a long way to go. We're only match week 15. Um, got 21 more games to go, so or 20 plus to be honest with you. So, yeah, that's that's just my views on on that game there. On to the next fixture: uh, Wolves and Liverpool. So, a frustrating game for Liverpool, to be fair. Which, to be fair, is always the case at the Molyneux. Um, Not an easy ground to get points. Jota has some very very good chance to to score. He had one in the first half where he had a header. I feel like he should have scored pretty much point blank, in my opinion. And then he had an awful miss where he was through on goal. You had two defenders running back to kind of salvage the chance, but he should have buried it, in my opinion, pretty much five yards away from the goal and smashed it onto Connor Cody rather than uh, into the sort of bottom corners or whatnot. So... Yeah, poor finishing from Jota regarding that. Uh, but the goal itself came from Divock, the legend, Origi. Uh, Last-minute winner, great left-footed strike. And a very, very important win for Liverpool as Chelsea had dropped points early in the day. So those points were vital in terms of our title race right now. And obviously, you had Man City playing later in, in, the, in the evening. So... Very valuable points for Liverpool there. Uh, who knows, once the season concludes, this might be the point where like, oh, this was a defining factor in, in terms of us winning the league. So very, very important win for the Reds there. Next game, Manchester United versus Crystal Palace. First win for the new interim manager uh, in Ralph Ragnick, uh, who deployed a... 4-2-2-2 formation, which is probably unusual to see in the Premier League as it's not a formation that is heavily used. But it is a formation that he used at Red Bull Leipzig. I believe they still use that formation in, in a lot of games. And it's just it's just their style of play. Um, but yeah, for me, the inclusion of Alex Tellez and Diogo Dalot uh, made a big difference in terms of style of play for Manchester United. Uh, both very adventurous fullbacks and have such creativity and crossing ability on the ball. Some of the United fans I saw afterwards were really pleasantly surprised in terms of their performances. Uh, but Ole, to be fair, never really gave them a chance in the team. And it was quite obvious that Ole had his favourites. So he always played Luke Shaw and Aaron Wan-Bissaka ahead of them. But if you had watched these players play for their previous clubs in... Porto and AC Milan for Dalot. You could tell these guys are great fullbacks. They offer something different. Uh, they have more end product in comparison to Luke Shaw and Aaron Wan-Bissaka, in my opinion. Offer a lot of pace on the wing. And that is the sort of fullbacks you need to kind of drive forward. And especially as there was a high line deployed uh, with this United defence, that is the sort of fullbacks you need. You can't have defensive-minded fullbacks like Juan Bissaka, who, you know, United fans keep highlighting that he's the best defensive fullback in the world. But who on earth plays with defensive fullbacks in this day and age? So, yeah, for me, this is a bright sort of way of playing football. And you've got a manager who actually has a philosophy in terms of how he would like football to be played 
under Ole for me that wasn't the case didn't really have a vision wasn't a great tactician either it was just playing one type of football and hoping for the best um, which isn't what you want to be achieving sort of the big honours at the highest level but in general United were very dominant played with a high line as I mentioned Palace were unable to break them down and found chances very difficult to come by the goal itself was a bit of a bizarre one uh, Fred on the score sheet which is one and then number two he scored with his right foot um, the world's gone mad if, if Fred is scoring right foot his shots right now but nevertheless a positive step for Manchester United uh, and the fans should feel a bit more optimistic about um, the new regime under Ragnick and seeing a different type of football uh, which I think will please the United fans as it's very attack-minded uh, it's a lot different to what you've been seeing the last few years under Ole. So, remains to be seen if actually Ragnik's able to get consecutive wins and see how they climb up in the table. Just got another comment here from Madison Smith. Do you think Newcastle can get any positive results in December? They have a tough month. They certainly do. I've had a look at their fixture list. It doesn't look great for them. I think the win against Burnley was one that they desperately needed. However, they need to try and get as many points as possible. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not an easy one, and obviously they're going to try and recruit some players in the January window, which will not be an easy task itself. But yeah, they have to somehow get some points on the table. You know, th there isn't a big gap between 13th and 20th, and I think there's a six-point gap, so. A couple wins here and there might change the sort of outlook for Newcastle. But it's not over. I, I think they still have a chance to kind of survive. At this stage, it just looks a bit bleak in terms of where they'll get those points, especially in the next month. But as it's a congested period, you might see some surprising results where teams are dipping in form because they're playing consecutively, as in they're not getting a lot of rest in between games. So, who knows? Uh, this is what the Christmas period brings to the Premier League. Some upsets and some ups and downs for some teams as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out for Newcastle there. And then the final game that I'll be reviewing for Match 15 is the Watford versus Man City game. So, a great away win for Man City. Star of the show, I have to say, was Bernardo Silva. Um, the first goal, great play by... Phil Foden, who was really good as well, um, opens the scoreline. Sorry, provides the assist for Sterling, who opens the scoreline. And then the second goal was a great finish by Bernardo Silva from a very tight angle. And then the third goal was a great finish. Nice curler coming from the right-hand side. Pretty much the star of Man City this season, if I'm honest with you. But there's already been talks in terms of Bernardo Silva being strong favourite for player of the year. I know we're in match week 15, so it's a bit far-fetched. But for me, there's no other player but Mo Salah who deserves player of the year. And the way he's playing right now, I, I think he's untouched. I don't think any player comes close to him. So I just find it a bit ironic that people are comparing Silva to Mo Salah. They're not in the same league in terms of how they're playing right now. Uh, Salah's in another world right now. So, yeah, I totally disagree with that. Um, view from a lot of fans there. Back to the game, Watford managed to get a consolation goal through Hernandez, but 
Nevertheless, an important win for City. As I mentioned earlier, Chelsea dropped points earlier in the day and Liverpool got three points from their last-minute winner from Origi, which was a three o'clock kickoff uh, match as well. So the pressure was on for them to get the win. And to be fair, they fully deserved their win there. Uh, and away fixture, which isn't always easy to claim some points, but they did it in style. So great points for Man City there. So that's my review of Match Week 15 in the Premier League. So next I will present my team of the week. So let me just upload the graphics for you guys. So here we go. So this is my team of the week. So I've gone for Hugo Lloris as my goalkeeper, uh, keeping a clean sheet, which is very important for Tottenham as it's something that they've not been doing in the last few weeks. They did last week and they managed to do it this week and they won 3 now, so I feel like probably deserves to be in the lineup, especially as there's no other Tottenham players there. I'm back for uh, Masuaku, who scored the winning goal for West Ham, so I had to place him in there. Fabian Shah had a good game. Lascelles as well had a good game, but I've gone with Shah, who provided the assist for Callum Wilson to score uh, and another clean sheet, so fantastic for Newcastle there. Consa for me, a player with great potential, uh, was fantastic for Aston Villa, Villa over the weekend. Had one goal disallowed, but was able to get the winning goal in the end. So for me, fully deserves to be in the lineup there. And then you've got Diogo Dallo, um, fantastic performance, really bright spark in that Manchester United team, bombing down the right hand side, whipping in some great crosses. Uh, I could have added Teles as well, who's another honourable mention, but I've gone for Musa. Masuaku on the left-hand side, but Dalo, I had to add him in as I feel like he was really, really good over the weekend. And I've got my midfield four there. So, Damari Gray, obviously scoring a spectacular winner for Everton. Bernardo Silva scoring two goals as well. Mount getting a goal and an assist. I know he wasn't on the winning side, but I was really impressed with his performance. Bowen, I've actually given him the star of the week. Uh, he was really impressive against Chelsea. Scored a great goal, and obviously the penalty was due to his persistent sort of play around the goalkeeper, which was cleverly done. So, so a great week for Bowen and West Ham there. And then my my front two, I've gone for Divock, the legend Origi, for his last minute winner, and Morpe, who's also scored a last minute winner and has been doing it for the last two three weeks. Um, so I feel like there's only right to actually add him into this this match week. Uh, team of the week, so so well done to Morpé there regarding that. Uh, some valuable points for Brighton there. So just before we wrap up, I'll announce the manager of the week in our FPL league. So I managed to have a low score, unfortunately. Well, for me anyway, I got forty-two points, which is, I believe, the average points for the whole of the fantasy football world there. But the winner of our league is Andres Jetri, who scored 80 points, which is double my points. So well done to Andres there. Uh, there weren't that many high scores this week. I think there were a few that has in, had it in, in the 70s, uh, but you were a clear winner of your 80 points there. So well done to you. And good luck for the next match week, as it's not, not too far away from us. Uh, so yeah so that wraps us up for today so thank you for everyone for tuning in and thank you for 
the comments, especially by Madison Smith there. If you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Next episode will be taking place this Thursday, 9th of December at 10pm UK time, where I will be previewing the Liverpool versus Aston Villa game, plus provide my predictions for all the other games in the Premier League that are taking place this weekend. So uh, make sure to tune in this Thursday. As always, thank you again. Stay safe and I hope to see you all very soon. Goodbye.